Welcome to Exhale Bible Discovery. Each week, we'll take a deep dive into the Bible, going line by line and chapter by chapter to discover the truths that God has for us in His Word. This is Dr. Paula McDonald, and you have arrived at Exhale Bible Discovery, where we go through God's Word in a systematic, line-by-line, chapter-by-chapter Bible study to really uncover and understand the Word of God in a new and refreshing way. And so I'm so excited that you're here with me. And we have gone through the introduction of John in chapter one on two different previous episodes. So go back if you need to. And today we are embarking on John chapter two, 25 packed verses in this chapter. Get your Bibles, grab something to write with, grab a cup of coffee or a hot cup of tea and settle in as we go through this chapter two. Just a quick review. Last week, we learned about the witnesses of John and the disciples who were regarding who Jesus was. And so this week, we're going to get into two different witnesses of who Jesus was. But let's go through the four types of witnesses to Jesus's deity, meaning Jesus being one and the same as God. Chapter 1, we saw the witness of John the Baptist, that was in 1, 19 through 36. And then we saw the witness to the first disciple, John, who's the author, in verses 31 through 51 from chapter 1. And today, we're really going to talk about the witness by the miracle of water into wine. We're going to find that right off the bat here in this first part of chapter 2, and then the witness of the sign of the cleansing of the temple. And those are in verses 13 through 22. And they were actually fulfilling the Old Testament prophecy in Psalm 69, 9. So John's word of the sign rather than miracle in some translation is used here. He will say the word a sign. Well, that simply means a miracle. And each of these miracles or signs were performed by Jesus so that it might be a sign of the spiritual miracle he would perform in the lives of those who believe. And that includes you and I. So I have this lesson into two main divisions. The first part, Jesus changes the water to wine, and that is verses 1 through 12. And then the second division, the disciples witness of Christ and that is 13 through 25. So what's happening as we open this chapter, there were Jewish weddings that were always happening during Jesus's day, and they were very special, wonderful events. They would take place midweek, and they would last at least a full week full of activities. So those of us who've had children who've been engaged and then married, we know all of the activities and the buildup going into the big day. However, I don't think I've ever experienced a full week of festivities before a wedding. That would be exhausting, but that's the way they did it in those days. And so what's interesting to note about this miracle of the water into wine, it was the 
first miracle that occurred, that is recorded. And it's important to know that hospitality in those days, it was a sacred duty. And if you've watched the show The Chosen, they do such a beautiful job of explaining this and showing this in a narrative that makes it so easy to understand that it would have been so embarrassing for the host to run out of wine during this major festivity. Hospitality was greatly important. And then Mary, knowing the situation that happened with the wine, she knew that Jesus was capable of correcting this potentially embarrassing situation for the hosts. She knew who her son was. And most likely, living with Jesus his entire life, perhaps she had witnessed her son providing for them in amazing ways. We don't know that for sure, but we do know that Mary was very aware of who Jesus was. And then as a proud mother, she was most likely very eager to see his time coming that would announce to the world who he was. You know, as moms and dads, we are so proud of our children, even when they mess up, but we're proud of them. And when we know they have potential, we want to see them reach that. And there's no doubt that Mary had this desire in her heart for Jesus as well. So how Jesus replied to Mary was not one of condemnation. Rather, it was spoken in tenderness. In most translations, it read, Dear woman. But basically, he was telling her, Hey mom, I've got this. Leave this to me. (laughs) I love that. So those of us as mothers, we can appreciate that this was probably one of the first times Mary was realizing her role as his mother was a little bit different now. He was grown and he was able to do things and make his own decisions. And Jesus recognized that it was time to remind her that their earthly relationship must not interfere with his spiritual mission with God. And so Mary then tells the servants to do whatever he tells them to do. And so here's some main points about Mary. She exhibited complete faith that Jesus would fulfill the request that she asked of him. And we're going to explore the topic of faith more in depth. I'll have a supplemental show really just digging into what faith is. And the water jugs were actually used for ceremonial cleansing that were there and available. And water was used to wash the feet of all who entered a house. Hand washing before a meal and in between each course was essential. So having these water jugs available at any home was very, very important. These jugs, they were made of stones as the water they considered to be pure and clean and living would be kept clean in those types of stone jars. Clay jugs are prone to be porous. And so in order to keep something very purified, These jugs were more expensive and they were made and carved out of stone. So another important thing is six is also significant. The six jugs of water. Six days was what it took to create the earth. The 10th commandment has to do with not committing murder of a man. 
and man was created on the sixth day, and man is to labor for six days and then rest six years of sowing the land and then allow it to rest. So a lot of sixes, and of course we know the number seven is important, but another important aspect, Jesus's first miracle was very like God's creation. I love that. Jesus's blood purifies those who believe in him. Now, when this miracle happened, nobody could understand this water to wine and how significant that would be later on, and that Jesus would eventually sacrifice himself to us as believers, and that we would use wine to symbolize and remember what he has done for us on the cross. So powerful when you think about the significance of this very first miracle. There's so many things and aspects of how it ties to God's perfect plan for all of us. And I love that. And the more you study the word, the more you're going to see this again and again and again. Now, let's get to the last verses. And this is the second division, the disciples' witness of Christ. And the scene now changes in verse 13 as Jesus travels to Jerusalem for Passover. And Passover, it was the most important of all of the Jewish feasts. There were sacrificial lambs and other animals that were an important part of receiving an atonement for sins. And sadly, corruption had occurred in Jesus' day, as well as, as we know in our own day, of those who take something good and turn it into something unworthy. And there were animals at the temple that were being sold at highly inflated prices. So when the people would get to the temple, something had happened to their sacrifice, the priests would call something unworthy, and then it would require the person to purchase a new worthy animal at a higher price. What a scam. This was not good. And Jesus saw right through it. And this cleansing of the temple was one of the first things that happened at the beginning of Jesus's ministry. And we'll get back to that in a minute. So here we have Jesus doing the wonderful miracle of the water to the wine. And then the next scene is of him going to the temple and being furious in what he was seeing and how this temple, his temple was being defiled. And the last cleansing of the temple actually happened during the end of Jesus's ministry. Well, Jesus made a whip of cords and this type of cord was used to herd animals. And so the scripture makes it clear that Jesus drove them out of the temple. And this was the same driving out that one uses when herding animals. And he recognized the need for the temple to be cleansed. And then they were challenging him to make a sign to prove he was worthy of this authority. And he answers the spiritually blind men with a parable as he often did. And this was not done to put them in a corner with his words. Instead, the words he spoke would be recognized by those who could see the connection to the events happening and what had been foretold in the Old Testament. Remember, I told you that at the beginning, and that was found in Psalm 69.9. If you want to go back and read that, you'll see this amazing connection. Jesus uses the word temple which he is now referring to himself as the temple, his 
body is the temple that they are defiling. And Jesus says his body was not his own. It belonged to God. And he says being raised again in three days references his death and resurrection. At the time, people did not understand what he meant. But today, we as believers, we embody him within our own temple by the gift and indwelling of the Holy Spirit. And we'll study that when we get to First and Second Corinthians. So this beautiful, beautiful chapter in John, he's gone from telling us who Jesus is in the first chapter to, boom, getting right into Jesus unveiling who he was. He can perform miracles. And the first miracle, I just see so many amazing symbolistic events and things that are tied to it. And then how he set the record straight. You will not defile my temple. You will not defile my word. You will not defile me. And so such a lesson to all of us as we continue to study the word of God. I love to leave you with application questions. How do you apply the truths that you learn from chapter two into your life? Well, first, I'd like to ask you, how are you keeping your vessel pure and clean for God? Just like those stone vessels were used because they were able to keep the water pure and clean, it's such a beautiful reminder for us to keep our own vessels pure and clean for God. So how are you doing that? Ponder on that and think about it. And number two, what have you heard from God telling you to do something today? And then how have you responded? Is he telling you he needs you to do something? Well, get busy listening to him because he may have some very important work for you. And then three, what do you need to be removed or driven out of your life in order to remain clean? Maybe some bad habits or some things that you just know you're convicted in your spirit you need to get rid of. Go to him in prayer and he will totally answer you. So I'd like to end today in prayer. Father God, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the book of John. Thank you for this beautiful lesson in keeping our vessels clean and keeping our temple from being defiled. Father God, you are so amazing and your word rings true in so many areas of our life. Thank you that we can study together and it is in your precious name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Be sure to visit my website, drpaulamcdonald.com, click on podcast, and then exhale Bible discovery for self-study guides and resources to support you with each episode.